Welcome back to the NFL from Across the Pond podcast. I'm your host, Dave Squires, or better known as Dave Falcon. I'm joined by fellow Falcon, Brett Waugh. How you doing? Hello. How are you, Dave? Not bad. A uh, bit tired because the Boston Red Sox went to the World Series last night. Oh, are we going to alienate more possible listeners? Yeah, Astros okay. fans. They've all just, they all just switched off. I'm adding them to the list, yeah, which is currently to Tottenham fans. Yankees, Yankees fans, fans and Saints fans. Saints fans and Astros. Okay, yeah. so we're now down to three listeners. Brilliant. Yeah, excellent. Uh, okay, before we start, uh, just a quick note this week that uh, Fulham and Jacksonville Jags owner Shahid Khan withdrew his offer for Wembley Stadium, his £600 million offer. He could make an offer. Well, it's true. I'm not sure I'd be able to stretch to £600 million <laughs> at this point. I'll... Uh, my my fledgling business might be a little bit too early in its uh, progress, but maybe next year. Uh, but that was interesting, because uh, there was a lot of talk that if London gets a team, might be, you know, I think the Jags seem to be the front runner because they play a lot of games here, and then if, with the Jags owner potentially buying Wembley, put two and two together, but um, nobody else seems to be interested in buying it, so you never know, it might come around again, but... Guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Okay, we're on to week six quick hits. The Cowboys offense explodes for 40 points. Nobody saw that coming, not on this podcast anyway. Uh, Against the Jags' number one pass defense. And guess what? Jalen Ramsey no longer wants to talk to the media. Spent all summer and all season talking about how great he is. And uh, he doesn't want to talk anymore. Uh, The Rams are the only unbeaten team as the Chiefs fall to the Patriots. The Baltimore Ravens recorded 11 sacks against the Titans. That's more sacks in one game than seven NFL teams have on the season. Falcons are one of those teams. Yeah. Uh, didn't someone say on this podcast Ravens could, D could be in for a big day last no, week? I'm not sure who that was. Yeah, no, not sure. And the Atlanta Falcons get Mike Smith fired for a second time. Uh, the Bucks defensive coordinator sacked after his D gives up over 400 yards. and They're averaging 439 yards per game. Giving up, that is. Should the Falcons not also be looking at their defensive coordinates? Well, <laughs> well some players without, but there you go. Okay, ready for this week's games? Yep, what are we starting with? Uh, we'll start with the London game, which is oh, Titans at Chargers. You've never got it in the same order as me. Oh, we good. Here we go. Brilliant. Right, so, yeah, second, second London game. Um... Which is uh, 2.30 kickoff UK time, which is 9.30 Eastern time. But if you're on the West Coast, which the Chargers are now based on the West Coast, you've got to get up at half six. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, my correspondence with... Um, the NFL. Uh, the, with the NFL, <laughs> with uh, Rog, obviously. Um, no, with the American fans, has been that having these early kickoffs isn't as bad as some people think, because you actually get... A full day. I thought you literally get up first thing in the morning, you know, before you're dressed. Half six might be a little bit of a stretch. But you stick the telly on and you're watching football all the way through to when you go to bed. It could be worse. Yeah, it could be. Um, So, yeah, as I said, this is at Wembley. Um, It's been, well, last two days doesn't really rain, but it's the weather here is, it rained a lot of last week. Then you had a game on that turf, which isn't, it's a... It's a soccer 
stadium. It's not so. I don't know how badly that turf's been churned up, and then it's rained pretty much all week, apart from the last two days. So I don't know how that surface is going to hold up. Uh, but that might be one thing to look at. Um, the Chargers blow out the Browns, 38-14 last week. Uh, Melvin Gordon went for 132 yards rushing and three TDs. It's finally sort of taken off. He's been steady, but he's finally taken off. Uh, they sacked Mayfield five times, still without Joey Bosa. And on the flip side of that, Mariota was sacked 11 times um, and only managed 117 yards passing, and they still don't have a run game. Uh, Rivers, those MVP-type numbers, 15 TDs, only three INTs, and 115.1 quarterback rating. This yeah. could be an easy one. It's you. I can't see how it's not going to be. Yeah, it's the the for me the Chargers have got this um, in the bag, and we've said these things before. But I think um, there's there's the, the Titans seem to be so up and down. There's, uh, we could say this about a lot of teams this week. It's like oh, you know, one week they're great, next week they're they seem to be on the, they seem to be going the wrong way. I think yeah, they were three and one at one point. So yeah, they don't seem to be on the trajectory that you want. I think um, you know when you've got <laughs> Mario with 117 yards last last week and. The, the leading rusher was Marriott with 25 yards. So it's just, they've got nothing, they had nothing going on last week. And credit to the um, uh, to the Ravens for, for, for stopping and shutting them out. But it's, you know, against anyone, we, you know, the Ravens are a good team. The, the defence has come together after what was maybe not the, the ideal start at this beginning of the year. But... You've got to be, you've got to be putting up better numbers than that to even have a chance to win a game. But um, I mentioned it last week about this hand injury that Mariota's got. Mm. You just wonder how much that's playing into it. Um, but when your black, when your backup's Blaine Gabbert, you, you know, I mean, just mm. like, possibly the worst backup you could have. It is, but I think I, I don't think there's too many more defeats before the Titans probably have to look at that and say we should sit Mariota for the rest of the season. Because if, if they get to a point where... But in that, divi- in that division, you, I mean, the way it's going, you could finish 8-8 eight and eight and win that division, but certainly 9-7 is looking good. Mm. There's, three, there's three teams at 3-3. Three and three. It's a, So they're not... You know. it, it could be a really detrimental thing to Mariota. This is, this is the balance that all teams have to make, though, because you know, players after probably week one, most players are carrying something. You know, they're gonna, you know, it's, it's a physical game. They've all got little knocks and niggles. And, you know, in any professional sports that's physical, you've got players, you listen to professional sportsmen talk about it. It's not, I can't remember not playing with something. You know, there, there'll be something up. Mm-hmm. But... If it's something that if you're could, a quarterback and you can't group the ball properly, yeah. surely Is it, they might be better off. You could find that they're sitting in this, maybe when they're I don't know when they're buyers, but maybe hmm? the week before the buy. Then you got the buy. That's two weeks. That if, if it's something they think that, that can be, be fixed, then I mean they, they talked originally about it can't get worse, but at the same time if he's playing this bad, he, and he and he if he he's going to end up getting hit after hit after hit because he's not an effective quarterback anyway so they can kind of sit back and wait for it so I think he need they could do themselves a really long term damage as a team if they don't look after Mario um, and which which will be a shame because he's a good young quarterback so um, um, charges for me then. yeah and for me uh, ok we're on to the 4-2 and two Patriots at the 3-2 and two Bears and all of a sudden the Patriots are 4-2 and two in top of the AFC East 
Um, although the Dolphins have the same record, but the Pats beat them, so they're on top. Uh, the Pats knock off the previously unbeaten Chiefs in a 43-40 barnstormer. Uh, they flew out the gates. Chiefs made a comeback. They they won it with a last last second field goal. Uh, Sony Michelle, 106 yards rushing and two D TDs. I'm not surprised by Michelle because I watched him a lot uh, in college, and I think a lot of teams are going to regret passing on him. It seems like nobody's got a running game. Uh, this kid can fly. Uh, the Bears blew out. Uh, sorry, the Bears blew an 11 point lead to lose in overtime in Miami, um, and they missed a field goal in overtime. Yeah, but then on the flip side of that, <laughs> Miami fumbled at the one uh, in overtime. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, you can look at it either way. But it's another good outing for Trubisky, 316 yards and three TDs. No sacks for Cleo Mack this week, for last week, first time. Um, good one, this, potentially. Yeah, I think there's going to be, this could be a fun one. I mean, I've, I'm, it really could be a bit of a, um, a, a coin toss. Um, if we were if the Patriots at home, I'd be going with the Patriots. But I think um, the Bears at home make it a closer, um, closer game. Um, that said, I'm still going to go with the Patriots because I made the stupid mistake of for the first time going against them last mm-hmm. week uh, or the other week, and it blew up in my face. Um, so, but I think you're right. I mean, looking at the Bears, I mean they've been pretty solid. I mean, three and two is probably a fair reflection of them. As a team, because mm-hmm. yeah, it, it did look like they were, um, they, they might end up. At one point, there was a lot of people talking them up, a lot of hype, and I think three and two is probably right. Um, but with Trubisky, um, with Tariq Cohen as well, and and you see um, Gabe, Taylor Gabriel's catch, yeah, down well, he, like amazing catch, uh, five catches was on hundred and ten yeah, yards, hundred and ten. Yeah, I um, mean, he's he's turned into a good weapon for them. I mean, he's, he he is. I mean, he's got pace. We we know that as Falcons fans, but I think there's enough there for the Bears to be competitive with any team, and, and the defense is good. So I think this is this is shaped up to be a really fun game. Um, the Patriots have have slid into being the Patriots again. Yeah. After six weeks, well, it didn't take six weeks, but they started slow, and it's kind of they've moved and evolved into just you know one of the best things in the league again. So. It's difficult to bet against them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with them. I'm going to take the Patriots as well. Hmm. Um, Interesting that Gronk, and maybe this, you know, I haven't got the stats from last year, but last last few weeks, because they don't really have, outside Edelman, they don't really have a wide receiver that's kind of... Well, Edelman's only just come back. Yeah, well. so Gronk is, is their, leading, their receiver. leading receiver as a tight end. And now, don't get me wrong, he is you know, a different class, if you like, as tight, tight ends go. But... It'll be interesting to see how long he stays fit because he normally, around about now, has a, he normally misses some kind of hit, two, misses some games, games, and it's yeah. like if he can stay fit, then they've, they've always got an outlet, haven't they? Uh, so we're both we're both going Patriots on that one. Yep. Uh, we're on to the three and three bowl. The the Texans at the Jags, uh, as as I mentioned earlier, both teams along with the Titans all three and three in the AFC South, so plenty to play for. Uh, the Texans have won their last three games um, after an 0-3 start, but the Jags have lost their last two. So are these teams going in opposite directions? But you look at the quarterbacks, and they're surprisingly similar uh, similar stat lines when 
Talk about Watson, you think, oh, they've got a good quarterback there. And I'm not saying he isn't. You talk about Bortles and everyone's jumping on his case for having bad stats. But look at the stat line. They both have nine touchdowns. Watson has seven INTs. Bortles has eight. But Watson's quarterback rating is slightly higher, but it's still not over 100. It's 90.8 and Bortles 81.1. So they're not... It's not exactly a million miles apart where we say... Oh, that they've got something in Watson and Bortles. Every week we're like, Bortles, oh, what are you doing, what are you doing? But... Um, it's a similar stat line. The Jags D, as we as we mentioned, torched by the Cowboys, the one of the worst offenses in the league. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. But they can't run the ball and they can't control tempo of games the way they want to without Fournette. It would appear um, the Texans. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who they are. Uh, to be totally honest, I haven't really been able to say this is what they are. No, no. It, we, if we go back a year, we, the Texans were all about defense, and and, and you know, they such a with Clowney and JJ Watt. It's, you know, they've got power there, and, and they're always a threat. And so you'd like to, you know, and I think if, do, do I remember rightly? Didn't they beat the Patriots last year? I think they lost. They, lost in, they were winning, and then they left like yeah, two minutes. But when court. everyone else was getting their asses kicked by the Patriots, they went in and, and, and they lost. A, they lost a really, late, late really competitive game, and you kind of thought, you know what? This you can see how this team could be, um, you know, something special if they could just do a little bit more on offense. And um, Watson was looking like a decent rookie and, and he's he's not maybe taking the step on but I think the difference between Watson and Bortles is by now Bortles should be getting to be in yeah. the finished um, article as a quarterback you know not that he couldn't continue to improve in his career but he's what four years in maybe slightly longer but and he's meant to be their franchise quarterback and he's Kind of going backwards, or he's he's just hovers around this really. He still plays like a rookie. He plays yeah. like a rookie, and he makes rookie mistakes. And he, you know, some of the some of the interceptions that he gives up, are just like it's it's like who are you throwing to? You can't see any player nearby, and you kind of that's you get those moments with a rookie, and you kind of think, okay, he's going to learn the speed of the game. And with Watson, you're still giving the benefit of the doubt there. But also, I think Watson has something a little bit more, a bit more dynamic. He's got a much higher ceiling. Yeah, exactly. So I think you you wouldn't be... The reason people are on Bortles' case is because the Jags have got a defence there. It's built for him to... Yeah, it's built for him to not lose games in an Alex Smith-type way. If they had Alex Smith... They'd probably be doing really well right now. But Bortles does hang him out. He'll have a really great week where he does nothing wrong and actually makes some good plays. But then he'll have a shit week where he actually costs the team. And you can't... Have, you, the worst case scenario with the quarterback is they need to be serviceable so that they, they don't cost the team anything. They keep the ball moving. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully they win you games because with moments of brilliance sort of thing, they can win a game. But you can't have a quarterback that costs you games. That's... You know, that... Not when you feel like you've got a defence that's sort of... Super Bowl ready, which is where the Jags were feeling maybe six months ago. That said, I'm going to pick the Jags, and I have no idea why. I'm going with the Texans. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it's just, first it, yeah, I mean, I think they're too good of a team to continue the slide, and they're at home uh, against a division opponent. It might be the perfect game for them, but... Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be totally shocked if they had, if the the numbers were the same as the week before, but I, I am going to tell you, Jags. Yeah, I don't know. it's just 
It's a, it could he, if Bortles turns up, it could easily be a, a Jags win because that's just the way it is. If he doesn't, I don't see how they can. Uh, okay, we're on to the two and three Lions at the four and two Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins come back win last week in overtime, as we mentioned, against the Bears. Uh, the Lions are coming off a bye. Uh, I think it's a game that both teams will believe they should win if they have serious, serious playoff aspirations. Um, Brock Osweiler came in last week. The forgotten <laughs> the man. The resurgence. Uh, well, 380 yards, three TDs. Still had two INTs. Uh, I think you're always going to get that off him. But Tannehill is out again this week. Yeah. Uh, I had to pick up Osweiler in fantasy because <laughs> uh, I got I got Roethlisberger and um, Russell Watson. They both got a bye, and I was like, oh, man. Um, so uh, I got Osweiler. So hopefully he can put up another 380 yards. But Frank Gore rolled back the years with 101 rush yards last week. Uh, Lions beat the Packers in their last time out. Uh, Stafford, 10 TDs and 5 INTs on the year. But they're both kind of middle-of-the-road similar teams where you look at their stats. So Lions, 22nd in total points. Miami, 20th. Defensively, Detroit a little bit better. They're 11th in points given up. Miami and 19th. But it's all very middle-of-the-road for both of them. Yeah. When you look at um, the Lions beating the Packers a couple of weeks ago, and obviously they had a a bye, which you don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing that this kind of relative early you know if you come off the back of a win against the Packers you probably want to get back out there as quick as possible because yeah, you're feeling good you about got, yourself unless you've got yeah unless injuries. you're banged up and yeah. you want to but it's so the buy can be a good and a bad thing sometimes depending on whether you need to regroup or you want to keep momentum going so it'll be a little bit difficult to know for sure how the lines are going to come out this week I think the the Dolphins it's, it's an old one last week the you know, you would kind of, based on what we think about the Bears, you'd have thought the Bears would take care of that game and it wouldn't have. But there was a couple of sort of um, big plays, I think, for the Dolphins that kind of made made the difference in that game. I think the Dolphins' offensive line is better than... It's just not being talked about. But yeah. if, if you hold the Bears... And you don't let Khalil Mack destroy you, which possibly might have been a game plan. Um, but that was definitely, a, I think, a... A factor, 308 yards for Osweiler. Yeah, uh, so I mean, the, the, and I think you know, looking at looking at the the game, he it wasn't, it didn't look special, if you know what I mean. It, it, there was some, there was some, you know, good throws all in there. Dolphins, and good all passes. Dolphins games look the same. Yeah, but, somehow all look the same. But he racked up 308 yards and three touchdowns. So, he's, but he's he, still Brock Osweiler. So it's almost like where we spoke about Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it was Fitz magic for the first two or three weeks. And you're yeah. like, yeah, but you know what's coming yeah. because it's happened every year for the last ten years or whatever. And I would Osweiler argue hasn't been around for as long. And he had that small window where he came in for Peyton Manning in Denver on a, basically on a Super Bowl team. Mm. Um, and he played well, and they're never seen. But other than that, like, he's done nothing. And, and nah. to, to the point where he's gone on to teams, and they haven't even... Oh, he'll have one good game, in. One yeah, good game so, in five. Yeah, and it's, that's, not, that's not enough. I mean, it, it, yeah, it looks like if you need someone to step in, then he could be a serviceable backup, which is not... You know, when you look at some of the... Um, is it Anderson? Um, Derek uh, Peterson, yeah, Derek Anderson, sorry, yeah, yeah who's who's coming, who's <laughs> will we'll probably be touching on in a little while. Is you know when I'd rather have Brock as my backup, yeah. Um, so it'll depend which Brock turns up this week, though. Uh, I'm going with the Lions because I think there's a bit more 
substance there that I can count on. I really thought you were going to go for the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, I'll go for the Lions as well, just because I think uh, I think their their defense is is better, um, and I think when you compare the two quarterbacks, Stafford. He had this period where he was just turning it over, but he, he's, that's that's gone. It's been a, gone a couple of years. Uh, he's got good receivers. Golden Tate's having a good year, uh, and I just think their defense. I think they might just come up with a, two or three turnovers. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Lions as well. Okay, we're on to the three, two, and one Vikings. Adjust your paperwork oh, no. accordingly. Yeah, no. Right, next week we're uh, yeah, deciding next week, what the order is ahead yeah, of time. I'm just going to change it. Okay, for the keep minute. moving it around. 3 2 1 Vikings at the 3 and 3 Jets. Uh, Vikings D potentially on its way back. It's been improved last couple of weeks. Uh, Latavius Murray, 155 yards rushing for them last week against the Cardinals. Um, Kirk Cousins had one of those games he tends to have every now and then. Uh, some a bad interception and a few poor decisions, um, but they still won the game. Uh, the Jets put 42 on the Colts. And seven field goals from Jason Myers, a new franchise record. Someone can kick. Uh, that's two kickers we found. Good uh, <laughs> know the last week, and then Myers. Um, three INTs for the Jets' defense against the Colts. Uh, Darnold steady, but they're not asking him to do do too much. 24 of 30. 280 yards, two TDs, but another INT, it seems like you can't go a week without throwing one, so... Um, I know, but as a, as a young rookie, and he's not... It's not like he's been slotted into... It's not like they've dropped him into the Rams or something, is it? It's like he's... The Jets are a middling team, so he's going to... There's going to be moments, I think. Um, don't beat him up too much about the odd interception. Right, odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every week. Yeah, he's young. He'll be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't see him going on the road against his Vikings D that, that's starting to come back round. So uh, I think this is a fairly straightforward one for me. I think uh, even if Cousins has a Cousins weird game again um, that he tends to do every now and then, did it in Washington, I just think Vikings just have more than enough, especially... Um, like I say, with that defence against Donald, so... Yeah, and I think when you look at, um, you know, the, the Vikings, I mean, you know, like you said, Cousins can, uh, you know, consistently perform at a high level and then we'll have the odd weird, weird performance, which is very Cousins-y. Um, it was good to see Latavius Murray, you know, 155 yards, touchdown, but a couple of really big plays that, um, that made a big difference in that game. So you kind of, you know, they've got... They've got weapons um, that I just don't think the Jets have, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think when you look at, I mean, the Vikings' offense, we know is good. Um, I mean, the Jets. And I don't think the, the Jets have got enough to really yeah. do them too much damage. Uh, on Crowell yeah. didn't have a good week last year. So like, I can't remember his numbers. He got there fifty nine yards rushing or something uh, like that. 40, 40 yards. Yeah. So uh, the week 30. before he kind of exploded, and then last week against the Colts as well, but. Yeah, didn't really need him. I still scored forty two, but yeah, I'm picking Minnesota. Yeah. Me too. Okay, we're on to what could be an interesting one: three and two Panthers at the three and three Eagles. Um, the Panthers had four turnovers in a six point loss on the road in Washington. That's probably the reason they lost. Uh, the Eagles ten days rest after beating the Giants thirty four thirteen last Thursday. 
but they're two inconsistent teams that probably should have better records than they have. Uh, it's a tough matchup for the Panthers' offense. Um, they have struggled at times. They're 28th in total yards, which is a surprise to me. Um, 24th in points scored. Uh, Wentz might be back, or certainly coming back to his best. Three TDs versus the Giants. Um, the Eagles are 17th in total yards and 18th in total points. So, a little bit, little bit middle of the road. Uh, like I say, both teams have been inconsistent, but then... With those numbers, that obviously includes Foles at the beginning of the season, who turned back into Nick Foles after he turned into <laughs> someone else completely yeah. last year. Uh, but uh, this might be a game for the defences. Carolina has six uh, in points given up. They've given up 114. The Eagles are seventh. They've given up 117. So basically almost exactly the same. Eagles are at home, though. Yeah. And when you... I'm, I'm worried... They're not worried. It's kind of a good thing. But I'm worried about the um, Panthers' offense. I mean, you know, Cam is seems to be Cam and McCaffrey seem to be the offense. It's you know rushing um, yards. Cam was the leading rusher with 43 yards. McCaffrey 20 yards. And you kind of think it's it's a bit one-dimensional. If you see what I mean, the the on on the. The passing side is a little bit. It's a bit more varied, a bit better. There's there's some options in there. McCaffrey again is, um, you know, 46 yards, but their leading receiver was Devin Funches with 74. So there's no one. There's no one breaking out. You know, you you know, in an offense, you feel like you want someone to, you know, you want a running back that's, you know. I just making over sure. 100 yards and you want a receiver that's I'm just that's not sure McCaffrey's that kind of no, he, I think he's the he can catch the ball out of the backfield but I'm just not sure he's a he's obviously not a power back he's no, not going to break so. the line he's, and you, when you see there, there are plays that he once he gets going he's, he's clearly you know, I think they should legs, use um, Anderson more ex-Bronco yeah. he's a between the, between the tackles kind of guy so maybe yeah. they, they should soften up the defence of him and then then get McCaffrey going, but yeah, I mean, he, he clearly gets more yards when he's when the ball's being sort of tossed to him off to the sides, and he gets to um, he's got a little bit of space. He gets going before he's he's having to you know get hit. But I think the you know the whole offense is centered around Cam Newton, which you know we've talked about this right at the beginning of the year, and it's kind of that if you've got Cam Newton, that's kind of how you have to do it because it's there's no other way Cam Newton can play. But if a team can manage that there's not really anywhere else to go for them they don't have no. you know there's not many there's not, maybe not many teams that have the luxury of being able to switch it up in lots of different directions but you want to have I just balance want, on the run and the I'm not sure a North Turner style offence and Cam Newton I, I just not I don't put it as a particularly good match mm. uh, still early um, and they are they do have a winning record yeah, um, yeah, it's and without the four, without the four turnovers last week, then you know probably would have won. But they're still finding ways to either lose games or keep games closer than perhaps I mean, they the, should be. The Josh Gordon interception, there were there wasn't Josh a, Norman. Sorry, Josh Norman. Sorry, well, there wasn't even a uh, Panthers player anywhere near. It's almost like Cam threw it straight to him. They would, I mean, obviously he saw something or thought something. You know, Recognised him. He's yeah. to play for us. Yeah, exactly. Josh. I mean, I mean, of all the players to you know, to, to to pick that off, it was you know, it's obviously going to happen. But you yeah. kind of think. I think he enjoyed that as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, but you, 
there's things like that that Cam is going to do, you know, for all the wonderful things that Cam can do, he's going to just throw some shit passes as well. Yeah. Um, to kind of seemingly know. I mean, I'm, I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Um, I just think they are... I just think they're a bit, little bit more well-rounded. And, and as you said, with Went seeming to find, be finding his stride now, he's getting into form. I think they're, they're a more balanced team. Yeah, I think it's... I think... Um, it's a tough matchup for Carolina's offense uh, against the front of the Eagles, so I'm picking the Eagles as well. Um, okay, we're on to drum roll. Go on. Four and one Saints. Oh, okay. At the four and two Ravens, uh, Saints coming off a bye after a Monday night win at uh, at home to the Redskins. Uh, the Ravens 21-0 win in Tennessee with those 11 sacks that we talked about. Uh, good numbers for both quarterbacks. Breeze 11 TDs, uh, no interceptions on the year. Uh, Flacco 9-4, and four, which is pretty good for Flacco. Uh, Ravens are the only team Breeze has never beaten. I mean, they've only played each other five, to five times or six times since the Ravens' inception in mm. 19... I want to say 99. So it's not like they play each other a lot, but he's, this is the only team he's never beaten. It'll probably be his last chance uh, because by the time this comes around again, he, you yeah. should imagine he'll be retired unless they, unless they play in the Super Bowl. Um, the Saints' offense is third in points scored and the Ravens' defense is first in allowing points scored. Uh, and they also have the, given up the fewest yards per game. So is this the classic offense versus defense matchup? Well, I, I'm... Hoping very much that we end up with a a Ravens win here. Um, on go Ravens! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's no Saints fans, um, so, so we can say whatever we want. So you know, there's there's only so many weeks of the Saints winning that I can bear. So um, as you you allude to, Flacco's been um, pretty pretty brilliant this year so far. Much better than people are expecting, and better than he's been maybe for a couple of years. So it's it's been. I think if he can carry that on, I think they're going to do. In, they can do enough on offense. And as we saw, I mean, the Titans are not the best benchmark when you're comparing offenses against Titans versus the Saints, if you like. But the Ravens do have the ability to um, to hold teams to, to minimal points, if you like. If anyone's going to be able to slow down the Saints scoring, they're not going to be able to stop it. But if they can slow down the Saints scoring, the Ravens can do that. And it's not like the Ravens don't have an offense either. Exactly. So I think they, they but the Saints don't have a defense. Uh, not much. No. So I think only marginally more than the Falcons. But I think so. We've got they, an excuse. Like what's the yeah? Answer? We've got a completely <laughs> ruined defensive uh, locker room. We're all just getting beaten up every week. But I think the um, so for me the difference is going to come here. That I think the the Ravens are going to score points. And they're going to be able to slow down the Saints, you know. You know, but I don't think the Saints are going to really be able to do much to slow down the rain. So I think for me, it's probably not going to be a, a massive. Uh, it's not going to be huge. It's probably going to be reasonably close. But I think there's a, there's enough there for the Ravens to win it. Um, I just do, you know, and I kind of want them to. <laughs> Maybe uh, wishing this a little bit too much. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens as well, especially at home. Defense, um, 
that that will be the key, uh, as you touched on. Um, like I say, I think it might be close, maybe maybe a field goal or, or thereabouts. But um, the whole breeze outdoor thing, which something of a myth, but still um, is much better in indoors and out and tough environment. So I'm, the, I'm the only thing to think about actually within this is obviously the Saints were on a bye, I think, last week, weren't they? Um, and you know, where they have had defensive problems, there was talk of their defence, well, it did improve a little bit towards the back end of last season. So, you know, maybe they've had a little bit of time there to review things, tweak things a little bit. So we could see an improved defence this week, but let's hope not. Uh, Ravens for me. And me. Uh, OK, we're on to the 3-3 three and three Cowboys at the 3-2 and two Redskins. Uh, Cowboys put up 40 on the Jags while the Redskins hold off the Panthers last week. Cowboys have won 8 of the last 10 against the Redskins, including their last 5 visits to FedEx Field. Uh, Their quarterback numbers, again, quite similar, um, which is surprising because I thought Alex Smith's numbers would be a bit bit better than this, but Dak is 106 106 for 171, Smith 110 for 171, Prescott 1,144 yards, and 12.05 for Alex Smith, Uh, 7 TDs and 4 INTs for Dak, and 6 and 2 for Alex Smith, so fairly similar. Um, And then it's all about the run game for these two, I think. Um, Elliot and Peterson, your boy Peterson, did play last week, didn't expect him to. Um, Dallas is second in... Uh, rush yards uh, going against the Washington D that's fourth in rush yards allowed well I mean I, was, I made a note to mention Peterson like you said weren't sure if he was going to play last week and, and then he did and you know he the, the yards after the first contact he was making as well were um, he's always been. He's, he's always been well known for that. Yeah, but he's still got it, you know. And when you think that, you know, how this, you know, it looked at one point like his career kind of might be tailing off to nothing. It was like, where's he going to be? Who's, you know? And, and you think, you know, he he seems to have found a place he's loved enough because he obviously needs a bit of a bit of love. love. He needs to be the number one, and he needs to, you know, you know that, that sort of thing. But it's it's working for him at the moment, and if they can keep him fit, I think. It, it makes them um, a very, a very good offense, and you know, with Alex Smith, as we talked about before, he's your—he's um, not going to ruin you, kind of quarterback, but he's probably not going to set the world light either. He, he might have the odd game where it goes in his favor, but he's, you know, Joe Average, and so you need someone like Peterson who can do something explosive. I think, and, and it's good to see that. You know, he's an exciting player. I think we all like to watch it. So. Um, the Cowboys, I'm putting... I mean, weirdly, for them to suddenly explode and score 40 points against the... Um, against the best... Decent yeah. defence as well. You're looking at the Jags and you're thinking, you know, they can't score, they've got nothing up front. How the, you know, this team's offence is fundamentally broken. How are they... You know, they're just going to get torn apart by the Jags. Even though the Jags have been a bit up and down this year, you know, there are moments where they, they're winning, to, winning, winning games and then giving up ones that you kind of think they should have in the back but still you thought there was only one way that game was going and well were we kind of shocked and so I think there's a it makes me a little bit more nervous about making my my call for this one but I'm putting that down as a freak result at the moment you know do it again 
because you know you do have Dak Prescott, who's a decent quarterback. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, who's a great running back, and and that's where it and ends. That, that's that is where it ends. <laughs> and, and if you can make that work for you and score forty points against a decent defense, then okay, you need to show me that's more than more than a one-off for me to start picking you against um, good teams. And I think that for me, that's I mean the fact that they're three and three. I'm not entirely sure how we've ended up at this place, but yeah, it's, that's, that's you know when you. So I'm going with the Redskins because I think they they're the better team and they you know they've got a more balanced um, balanced side. Dallas defense is kind of sneaky good. Yeah, it is, it is and that and that I guess is what's been keeping them in games and been improving. But again, the, it's when you're the Dallas defense Dallas defense against the Jags offense is well. Jags offense for shit anyway. So I'm picking the Cowboys. Well, I'm picking the. How about them Cowboys? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going for the popular vote, aren't you? Yeah. So, uh, well, there's a list of people who are not listening, so we've got to try and build it yeah, up. Got to build it. So, plenty of Cowboys uh, fans. Yeah. So I'm I'm picking Dallas. Uh, also, that, also that record led one eight of the last ten. So yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. Well, we will see. Yes, indeed we will. Uh, okay, we're on to um, what could be the easiest pick of the week. 6-0 Rams at the 1-5 49ers. Uh, when will the Rams lose? It won't be this week. Played a couple of close games recently, though, um, in the last two weeks. Goff has three INTs in the last two games. Uh, Gurley has had a career-high 208 rush yards uh, last week. Uh, with two touchdowns uh, in Denver. He leads the league in rush yards and rushing TDs, and the 49ers are 30th in points given up. It doesn't look like a good matchup for San Francisco. He'll probably look to chew clock with Matt Breda, who has 430 rush yards in the season, uh, which is one, uh, one bright spot for that offense. Um, but I just can't come up with a scenario that... Well, is a 49ers win. Uh, Cooper Cup is out, but they still have more than enough. Yeah, that, it would be difficult to see in, in what has already been a very up and down season um, for for the NFL. I think with, you know, there's been more results that people were surprised by this year than they, I can remember. Every week there seems to be multiple you know score lines that you just didn't see coming. Is that your um, excuse for... That's absolutely that. <laughs> my excuse for uh, why I'm losing the picks. Um, that said, uh, it would be really difficult to see that anything but the Rams winning this game. The, the 49ers ran the Packers close you know, last week on when you would have expected them to probably get comfortably beat. Yeah. Um, CJ Beathard's not... It took Alice another terrible. fourth quarter comeback from Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Rodgers, another <laughs> fourth quarter comeback. Oh, the fanboys were like <laughs> reaching for the tissues. The Give me up. a fucking break. What does he do for the other three quarters? Like, come on. Well, that's how he earns his money. He earns his money in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Just, just wheel him out for the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, with his gammy leg and all the rest of it. He's, uh, he's really milking it. He's, uh, yeah. But I think there, there is... You know, Beth has turned out to be not as big a step down as... Maybe people expected. Um, that said, probably maybe we'd have been talking about a team that were that were winning more games, um, and maybe the scheme is is helping protect the quarterback, if you like, in a way that you know helping the numbers look better than they might otherwise have been. Um, 
so I think there's an opportunity for this game to be a little bit closer than some of the predictions might go. But I can't see how the Rams don't win it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the Rams for me as well. So we shall move on to uh, what again? Give us some good games this week. Uh, four and two Bengals at the five and one Chiefs. Uh, the Bengals lost twenty eight twenty one at home to the Steelers last week. As as predicted by me, uh, Chiefs' first loss of the season in Foxborough. Uh, Bengals' pass defense is giving up the fourth highest um, yards in the league, uh, going against a, an offense which we know all about. Um, and the defense are probably missing two stars this week as well. Uh, both teams can start fast though, um, so watch the first quarter because there might be a lot of points. Yeah. The Bengals are forty-five and seventeen in the first quarter, and the Chiefs are sixty-five and nineteen. That's a, that, that. If you put it together, that's one hundred and ten to thirty-six. That would be a good. So it's going to be it's going to be forty-five all at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, nothing um, for the rest of the game. That'd be great. We know all about the Chiefs' offense. I don't think we need to roll out the numbers here. Um, Mahomes good last week. After a tough start through two INTs, but uh, in the second half they had, they had the big comeback, uh, almost nicked it. Um, yeah, Chiefs at home, and I've never been sold on the Bengals, which is why I picked Steelers last week. So I'm picking the Chiefs. I've easily, easily, yeah. Oh, harsh. I don't, I don't think you're giving Andy Dalton the respect he deserves. <laughs> Andy Dalton just switched off. Yeah, damn it, I can't believe we've lost another listener. He was one of our three. Um, Yeah, I think there's going to be... It it feels like this could be a a bit of a bounce back win for the Chiefs. They'll be be frustrated that they they lost out to the the Patriots. And and so the Bengals could feel a little bit of backlash on that. I just, I'm not sure Dalton will score enough points, if that makes sense. I'm not sure. It could yeah. be quite a high Chiefs def- game. It could Chiefs, be a- Chiefs defense isn't isn't much good. No, so uh, either. No, well, they considered 43 last week. I mean, against a good offense, but there's. I think the. I think we're, we're going to find that the Bengals will probably run out of steam at about 28 points, and the Chiefs will carry on scoring. But it could just be a bit of a, a shootout. As well, um, for maybe the first half, and then I just think that the Chiefs will probably have a bit more in the tank to carry on. So, um, and uh, Mahomes is just more fun to watch. I want more fun than Andy Dawn. I know, I know, God, I strike me down for saying it, but he, he is, and you want to see. You know, I don't mind him throwing a couple of interceptions if he's throwing four touchdowns and he's um, and he and he plays the way he plays. So I think. That's for me. Out of you know, I think the Chiefs just outscore it rather than anything else. Yeah, uh, Chiefs for me. So three games left. Just to pick. It's uh, the two and four Bills at the one and five Colts. Seventy-five-year-old uh, Derek Hansen is quarterback for the Bills this week because uh, because of the injury to Josh Allen and uh, Nathan Peterman has thrown. 412 interceptions in three games, so they've decided just to not bother. Uh, easy, well, not easy. I mean, Colts are one of five, but Colts are at home, and I'm picking the Colts. I am also picking the Colts. 
okay, the two, three, and one Browns at the two and three Bucks. Uh, Bucks have lost their last three. Browns last week. It's the it's the first game the Browns had where you couldn't put up an argument that they should have won. They just got totally blown out. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a really actually difficult game to pick. Um, and I haven't written anything down because I couldn't decide. Uh, Mike Smith got fired. Dirk Cutter could be next. I but I'm just going to toss a coin. I think. Oh, don't that that's gutless. Bucks. I'm taking bucks. Right. Well, then we'll have another head-to-head. So I'm taking the Browns. I mean, I think yeah. In a in a in a game where I can't. Look actually, I'm going to go for a tie. <laughs> well, it's possible actually the way the season's going. Uh, the Browns are just. They've been they've been more um, they've been in more games this year than, the, than and I think that last week I'm hoping is a bit of an anomaly because I want the Browns to be a competitive force and have a, a decent record at the end of the season. Um, I think I think they will. I think the, the Bucks is a good test for them because if they can't beat teams like the Bucks that are not quite doing it and having trouble, then they're uh, in, you know if they can't score points on a that defence could be the which coach gets fired first ball Hugh Jackson he's going to get fired at the end of the year Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman yeah Hugh Jackman might be better than Hugh Jackman the greatest showman (laughs) (laughs) is he coming in next yeah that might be what they need a bit of razzmatazz in Cleveland that's true that's true actually I can't believe they've not thought of this yeah what's wrong get him on the phone call my agent Uh, are they listening to this podcast uh, okay, so who did you pick? Browns. I'm going Browns. Yeah, I'll go for the tie. Oh, I'm going Tampa. But I wouldn't be. It's in the I wouldn't be totally shocked column. Um, okay, the one and five Giants at the two and four Falcons. Um, add Devontae Freeman to the list. Uh, placed on IR this week, but they do hope to get him back later in the season. Uh, whether it'll be worth it at that point, who knows? Uh, Grady Jarrett expected to be back, which might help the defense a little bit, which is bloody awful. Um, the Giants' offense is awful, but watch watch Eli put up thirty points. So I'm picking the Falcons, but it's going to be like thirty-five, thirty-one, or something like that. Well, yeah, there's there's not going to be a um, not shutting anyone out. Nobody's shutting anybody out. I mean, this game will come down to, to stops. A bit like the for the Falcons, a bit like the Bucks game did. It was you know who you know, and the Falcons defense at times did make a did make some stops. And, it, and when I look back at that game, I was more frustrated. You know, we kind of know that the defense has got problems, and I can't blame them for those problems entirely because they've got so many missing integral parts. But the offense didn't do their part at times. You know, they, when the when the defense made a play and turned the ball over, you yes, re- there were the moments you really needed the offense to do what it does best, and they didn't. It was three and out, and that happened a couple of times. You just think there was moments there. Division the game though last week, so I know, but it's just frustrating. I, I'm going with the Falcons. Uh, have to because um, if the Falcons want to get this season back on track into in some way, they can't be losing games like this and. They just can't afford to lose any games. Any, yeah, no, uh, two more losses on the year is all they can afford. Yeah, uh, if you're being realistic about it, so. need to have a good run of, of wins, even if they're ugly. So it's uh, okay. It's a Falcons win for me. Yeah, uh, we're on to our pick against the spread. You got? Mm-hmm. You got one? I do. Um, okay, last week 
I gave you the Steelers plus two. Oh, I think it ended up being plus one and a half, but the Steelers won, so that covered. Uh, we, we discovered something last week, though. Um, we were in a casino. We're in the Hippodrome casino, yeah, watching the games. And when you're in a casino and you try to access your betting account online yeah, on the casino Wi-Fi, yeah, you can't. They're blocked. Yeah. So I was going to put on Steelers and Broncos to cover. Yeah. Uh, both of those came in and I couldn't get the bet on mainly because I couldn't bother to walk upstairs and go outside and, and do it on my phone. But On the plus side, I switched to my mobile network. Yeah. Got I'll, access, put those bets on and, and did lost. win. Thank you very oh, much. you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next, somebody's, somebody's <laughs> winning. Uh, You'll be pleased to know. So, yeah. So last week I was right. This week I am going for... Who did you? You went for the Cardinals. I went for the Cardinals, um, and it did not come in. But it was close though, it was yeah, because they won. But you needed that half. Yeah, they were was, they were plus, plus ten, 10. And, yeah. and they lost by uh, no, yeah, they lost by ten. So you like you needed that half, ten yeah, and a half. It was, uh, but by game time, you were going to bet, and it went to eight and a half. And yeah. I was like, no way. Yeah, I did. I pulled the pulled it because I didn't make the bet when we did the podcast, which is a. Oh, as it happens, I still would have lost. Uh, so this week, I'm giving you the Chiefs minus six. Ooh. As I just predicted that they're going to win easily by like 14 points. I was torn between two. And the Colts at minus five. Oh, sorry, minus five and a half. Yeah. Which might be a bit of a yeah. stretch. And they're the, one and five. I, I can't bet yeah. on a team that's one and five that, that is, a, is minus. Or the Patriots at minus two and a half. Yeah, that's that more feels like a... Uh, you know, you'd like, I'm, I'm expecting them to win by a last second field goal, probably by three. Yeah, uh, the other one I did, so, uh, Chiefs is my pick of the week, but the other one I like is Cowboys plus two. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't want them to. Uh, no, because so, you're picking them to win, I'm not. Yeah, so, uh, there you go. So, I'll have the Patriots at minus two and a half, then, right? We shall see and uh, bet responsibly. Yeah, if uh, if you lose your if, house, uh, Brett will put you when, up. When when the fun stops, stop betting. I think that's the the slogan, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Wise yeah. words. <laughs> Thanks for that. Another <laughs> one of those. Same time next week. Yeah. Uh, um, that rounds it up. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go socks. Right. See you next week. See you later. <laughs>